Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I have got the most amazing episode for you today. So I know that AI and chat GPT, it is all the buzz. It is everywhere. It's all the thing. I feel like McDonald's is going to come out with something AI like tomorrow. But I think there's a lot of good in it. And I brought on my friend Megan O'Toole to talk about her experience with ChatGPT and AI and why she created the course that she created. And the biggest takeaway from this episode is the amount of time that it can save you. There's a lot of other great takeaways too, but I think as we talked throughout the episode, we really just camped on this whole idea of our industry being burned out right now. And this can help alleviate some of that burnout. So I'd love to hear from you. You can always DM us on Instagram. We are there over at Simple Pin Media. And I have links below in your podcast app for our chat GPT Pinterest workbook. But most importantly, for Megan's chat GPT time-saving toolbox. It is incredible. I am not exaggerating. Just the things that she's talked about, the things that we've heard from our audience just so many great prompts for you. So I highly encourage you to check that out. But first, I do want to let you know this great stat that came out of 2022 from Pinterest is that they have grown 7% in monthly active users. So they're now at 463 million, which is an amazing stat. We were seeing some lingering stats the past couple of years, ones that were maybe smaller, but now they're on the increase. And we also know that 97% of searches on Pinterest are unbranded, which means a lot of your would-be buyers or readers, they're on the platform right now looking for your product or your content to be the perfect fit for them. But I also understand that we are struggling to figure out a proven strategy to get in front of them. It is hard and it's easy to bury your head in the sand and kind of miss out on these opportunities. Some of you may not know how to do this. And I hear you. And that's why I want to invite you to chat with my team on a free no obligation discovery call. This is not a strategy call. It's a discovery call to see if we're a good fit for if you're a good fit for our done for you Pinterest marketing services. We have over nine years of management experience and a track record of working with over 700 Pinterest accounts. So our team knows the latest tactics, best practices, strategies, and tips to grow your business using Pinterest. We use our signature Simple Pin framework to help you meet your ideal customer right when they are most inspired to take action. And bonus, we have services that fit every type of budget, business, and need. So visit simplepinmedia.com slash services now to set up a free call. But don't wait. We really want you to get in front of your people. We really want you to make Pinterest a priority right now, especially getting ready for the holidays, which Q3 and Q4 on Pinterest are the biggest times to shine over on the platform. So go to simplepinmedia.com slash services to get in front of those 463 million users. Alrighty, let's dive into today's podcast all about chat GPT and AI. You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey, Megan, welcome to the Simple Pin Podcast. And I'm going to start you off with a good one, which is 
Tell us why you're not an expert on AI and ChatGPT. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you and just talk about AI and ChatGPT. Um, yeah. So like, you know, before we got on the call, I was like, hey, I just want you to know I'm not an expert. <laughs> and I feel like that is so important because, uh, you know, you and I have been in the online space for a long time, right? Like I'm coming up on 11 years. How long have, have you been? Um, well, my business is nine, but yeah, 12 in, I started in the online space 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've seen trends come and go. Right. And, and for the most part, like I can be a little bit cynical about things. Like I've been in the tech industry and, you know, that's like where I started my career. And, um, so I've seen things come and go and I've just like, you know, I roll like, Oh my God. And then, at the end of last year, I started seeing a lot of stuff about chat GPT. I didn't even know what it was. I was like, I don't care. I don't want to like, I just don't care. My friend was like, Hey, do you know what chat GPT is? And I literally was like, I don't know. I don't care. And that is not, that's not normally how I am, but I feel like I've gotten kind of a cynical edge around like trends. So I ignored it for probably about two months. And then in February, I, like I started playing around with it, my mind was blown. But to get back to your original question, you know, I just think it's really important to say, like, right off the bat, I'm not an expert because AI is something that has literally been around since the late 80s. And it has only gained track, like serious traction in the past, like six months, like, a, like a global traction. And I don't know if you know this, but one of the really cool things about ChatGPT is I think it was, it hit 200 million subscribers within five days. And it's like the fastest growing app ever. And there's a reason for that. You know, the reason why I try to put an emphasis on like, I'm not an expert is because I just came to this. Like I knew about Siri. I knew about Alexa. I have, um, oops, I gotta be careful because I'll alert my Alexas. <laughs> um, you know, I have, I have them. I've never used Siri. I was never, I was just like, this is garbage. Like it doesn't work. And sort of same with Alexa, right? Like Alexa is the best for like me listening to the radio. And like, if I'm doing numbers laying in bed at night, like I want to add things, up, you know? So I kind of ignored AI. I just was like, kind of grouped it with like, crypto and nfts and like this part of tech that i didn't want to be a, a part of but i will tell you that in the past i've basically been using it now for five six months and i am just blown away and you know the reason why i say i'm not an expert is because there are so many considerations around it there's ethical concerns um there's creative concerns and I just don't know the breadth of it. I'm, you know, I'm reading as much as I can, but I also don't want to have like, what is that called? Like, uh, is it Dunning Kruger effect when like you start using something and you're like, oh, I'm an expert at this. So I just oh, yes. think it's very clear to people like, hey, I am new to this as well. But I know one of my gifts is to be able to it's like disseminate um, information to people very quickly. Well, and I think, okay, there's a few things I want to pull out of that for sure. And one is, I think when we classify like expert or not expert in this space, I mean, even the fact that you went back to like, hey, it started in the 80s. 
And I'm like, what? And then when even when you said the thing about Alexa and Siri, I never even put those in the box of AI, like not even remotely. And so I would say there's multiple phases of this like AI rollout and what it will look like. Right. And then we're in each person is an expert kind of in this AI rollout. And truthfully, how I see it is like the person who uses it the most and understands it the most is the person who can say, I, and this is kind of how I classify expert, right? Like you're at a dinner conversation and there's like 12 people at the table and people are like, what do you do? And you can adequately and proficiently talk about this when nobody else at the table is like, knows anything about it. It's like, that's how I put people into that expert category is. So I think the way that you talked about it, I think your entrance into it is very similar to mine too, as well. Whereas we are tired of the things that come and go. It's like, I remember the last time I felt, I don't know if you want to call it like this. um, I, this is a weird analogy, but I'll use it. When I used to be in the online space before I used to do frugal and deal blogging. And we used to joke that when you would see a deal online, you would get like the deal shakes. Well, it's kind of like the tech (laughs) shakes, right? Like you see a new thing and you're like, Oh my gosh, I got to get on it. Right. And it was Mm -hmm. clubhouse. And I remember everybody being like, you have to get on this. Like Zuckerberg's doing this thing on there. And all these other people are doing these live clubhouse and like Damon shark or one of the sharks, whatever, that's not his last name, but Damon John was on there. And he was like, Hours and hours and hours. I'm like, you guys, this is the next best thing. <laughs> well, here we go. Like, you felt excited about that, or you didn't? I did in a weird way. Like, I had this, like, I'm so excited, but I would say that's the last time. So, I had a very similar response to you when I heard Chat GBT. I was like, pump the brakes. I, who knows how long this is going to last? Like, And then as you started to see it unfold and as you started to play around with it, like when I first logged on, I was like, oh, this is this is something totally different. Like this is actually going to change. This is just altered our world like Google altered our 100 percent. So with that, I would love to know, like, what was actually your first prompt into it? If you remember it. So I don't remember my actual first prompt, but I will tell you the prompt that really sold me on it. So um, I have an assistant who I adore and she has been with me um, for over two years. And she, you know, like she is wonderful at what she does, but she's not technical. Right. And so we really complement each other. And I'm as a business owner, which I think many people that are listening can understand this. I'm constantly trying to get better at delegating, right? Like just getting things off my plate, like really sort of turning her into a leader on the team so we can grow and like bring on more people. But, you know, as a business owner, there's, it just takes so long to explain things. And many people are like, I'll just do it myself, you know? And so I'm really working hard to not do that. And in this moment, I signed up. So I kept trying to use ChatGPT. I think it was in March and it like, I couldn't get on. So, and, and they had just rolled out ChatGPT four and it was 20 bucks a month. And I was like, whoa, that like $240 a year for this, like what? But I signed up anyway. I was like, I'll sign up. I can always unsubscribe. And we were rolling out a new service um, 
And I needed her, I needed my assistant to gather all of this information, but I didn't have the time to sit down and explain it to her. So I basically asked ChatGPT, I was like, hey, we're rolling out this new service and I want you to list out every single thing that we need to ask the client for. It literally spit out like just this page of information, literally every single thing that I would have told my assistant to do, I was able to cut and paste that and put it into a task for her. And that saved me literal hours of, you know, writing it out, sharing it with her, make like trying to explain it to her. And I was like, okay, this just saved me like $300, you know? And so right then I was sold. Mm, I, you know, I think that's, so there's two thoughts I have off of that is that is what I keep hearing. Number one is it shortens this time of explaining or prompting creativity. And I've heard a lot of pushback, you know, with writers. I listened to Anne Handley at um, Creator Economy Expo, and she was fantastic about this and was really talking about this whole idea and fear around will ChatGPT remove the writer or will it remove these pieces? And she was like, I actually think what it does for us, like it can't be human, right? Yet. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. But um, it can shorten that like writer's block or, you know, for yeah. you, you were like, how am I going to explain this? It's that first core problem of time and yep. saying like, at least just get me started. Like I, I'm at the starting line, but I kind of don't know how to take that first step or that first step is going to take me a very long time. And then once you get that first one, you can make it really what it is you need to be, which for you is it saved you $300 and it saved you a ton of time and it was pretty good, right? Like it was pretty accurate. Right. Yeah, it was, it was perfect. Which is incredible. Um, okay. So I've seen all the things out there about how to use chat GPT. And in fact, what's really funny is I watched on the New York times cooking channel on YouTube last night, they had chat GPT create a recipe with one of their recipe developers and they made it. Exactly. Couldn't do any amendments to it. They were like, we have to make it exactly as ChatGPT wanted us to make it. And then they made their version, right? And one of the things they pointed out was like, ChatGPT can't explain to you what to listen for, what to smell for, what to taste for. Like, it would say like, it had basically browning the garlic first, which they were like, okay, well, it's going to burn. And then we're going to get like this burnt chicken and this like gross chicken. But this, at least it got it started. And that's what they ended up with was it got us started on this path and creating a recipe which shortened our recipe development time, which has been the most labor intensive part. But now we get to put this human element that makes it really good. So I guess for you, what is it that most excites you about using this for people as entrepreneurs, as business owners to, I guess, like shorten that gap and... I'm going to add like I'm going to tack on a question, which I realize is really long and podcast interviewers should never do this, but I'm going to do it. So tell me about your interest. And then like, kind of when did you say like, I can turn this into a product kind of that, that journey for you? Okay. So it's pretty meta actually, okay. um, how it happened for me. So with that experience of sort of outlining like all of the 
deliverables and things we needed from the client, I started playing around with it even more. And I was like, this is amazing. I I really want to like, you know, one of my things is I love to share what I'm learning, right? Because I help people understand tech and operations and things that they need to do in their business. But I drill it down in a way that like they can understand so they don't have to do the research, right? And so I was like this, when I, I started to realize how powerful chat GPT was, I was like, Oh, I want, I think I should, I should think I should have a workshop about this where I just like tell people like what I've learned, show them, give them sort of like a background on AI and chat GPT and what it is. And um, so this was the other, I mean, I've had many experiences that have like completely blown my mind, but this was another experience where I was literally like emoji, like head exploding. Um, it was like a Friday and I, you, you know how we are as like online business owners, you get it like a bee in your bonnet and you're like, okay, I want to do this. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to launch a workshop, a live workshop in April. This is the end of March. And I had been playing with ChatGPT for like maybe three or four, no, probably about five weeks by then. Cause I started dabbling with it in February. Anyway, I basically asked it to help me outline a workshop for ChatGPT. And over three days, it helped me outline the workshop, name the workshop, write social media posts for the workshop, write newsletters about the launch, and write blog posts. And also, it helped me. And this is another thing because we, I, you know, I pivoted my business recently where I'm, I'm doing now more like product facing stuff. And so we didn't have Thrivecard at the time. And so we were using Stripe. So I asked it to create like an SOP on how to create a product in Stripe so I could give it to my assistant. I ended up doing it because I I got it all done in a weekend. So I basically launched this workshop in a weekend. um, And I made $2,000 off the, you know, selling the workshop. And normally like to launch a workshop, it takes about three weeks, like roughly, you know, to get the sales page. Um, So it helped me do all of this stuff that I was just like, Wow. I mean, it just, you know, one thing I will say is, and I, I, you'll, you'll hear me say this a lot. Work now is exhausting. We have to know so much. We have to do so much. We have to constantly be changing and pivoting and understanding new technology. And then we have to churn out all this content that's not only valuable, but really speaks to, you know, our people. And it's a lot of work, right? It's a lot of work. And I think for those of us, like, I mean, I'm sure it happens to new uh, business owners as well, but that's one of the reasons why I've become cynical is because I'm just like, I am exhausted by all of the stuff I have to do. Like, I don't know how to keep it up, you know? And having chat GPT, it's just skimmed off all this time for me. it, It literally is an assistant that helps me now to get things done quicker and faster. So I'm able to write, I'm able to get back to blogging again. I love to write. So I have it write outlines for me. And then I write those blog posts. I don't, you know, to get back to your point about Anne Hadley, like I don't have ChatGPT write me a blog post because it's writing is not great, you know? Um, So it's just, it has just sort of revolutionized the way, like you were saying, like you haven't been this excited about something. Same thing. Like I haven't been this excited about anything since like Periscope. Like I was really excited about Periscope, right? And I feel it has, it has brought uh, like a newness into my business and excitement into my business that I haven't felt for years. Like I'm excited about teaching people again. Um, so yeah, 
I'm sure there's a lot there that we can talk about. <laughs> no, and I love that excitement piece. And I think one of the very first conversations my husband and I had was I came home. Actually, I'm always home. So I'll rephrase that. He came home <laughs> and I was like, listen, there's this chat GPT. And he's like, I know I listen to a podcast. It freaks me out. He was like, this is like the end of the world. And we kind of went, as I'm sure most people, their conversations went, you grapple with this like, what does this mean? Who will it replace? What does it change? How, you know, I have high schoolers, right? Like my daughter has to write her college essay. I can tell you right now, there's a quick way for her to write it, right? And I, there's this whole thing of how will this change? And is there's always good and bad. And I was telling you before, you know, we started this podcast, I listened to the Honestly podcast. I'll link it in the show notes with Sam Altman. And he said... There is so much that this can do and we understand that it is so big. And he was basically like, I'm begging us to figure out a way to not only democratize it, but put regulations around it because everything can be turned bad, right? Like there couldn't be an evil side of everything, just like we saw with social media. Like if if we go into this whole chat GPT and have learned nothing of the lessons of the last 20 years, like we're idiots, right? At that point, because we have a lot to learn about the negative effects of all the things in the last 20 years of being online, right? And so I appreciated his honest conversation, you know, because as a CEO of this company, like you said, that is the fastest growing app of all time, worth billions of dollars already. There's an easy way that that can turn a heart sour, right? And you can easily use it for evil. But his approach saying, okay, how do we use it for good? And I feel like you just demonstrated that a lot with when you went into it and you said, how can I use it for good and to release me to not be exhausted anymore? Because I resonate with that tremendously. I just went on a 12-day trip to Portugal and I didn't look at anything once. I was like, if I... If I have to look at my computer or email or social media one more time, I'm done. Like I'm literally done. And now on the other side, I can come up for air and say, okay, how can I work smarter, not harder? And we have this tool that now increases it. Cause I'm, I'm like you, I love to write. Like there's something so cathartic about that. And your chat GPT is a terrible writer. And so. I appreciated that too about Anne Handley to say it's not going to replace writers because writers know what humans need. Writers know this this language that can be used. So, so all that to say, that was like a little diatribe. But I am I am so excited about what it can do to help give us a second lift in this online world of energy that we probably haven't had for a long time, which is tough. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I really, I actually um, started looking for a full-time job last year because I was so tired and I was just like, you know, burned out. And I was just like, I just don't know how I can do this on my own. And then in January, whatever the universe did for me, what I couldn't for myself. So I like came back to my business. And so having this experience has been so wonderful to be excited about technology again and to be able to use it in my business in a way that like not only helps me, but allows me to show other people how it can help them um, has just been really rewarding, you know, because I, my like love language is service. Like I love to help people. And so it has been, it's just been 
a really nice experience. And to your point about Sam Altman, I, I think like, you know, it's, it's awesome that we can look back on like social media and be like, oh my God, so many people had no idea what it would become. And we've seen it do a lot of bad, right? We've seen it do like disinformation and, you know, that's a whole other podcast. And so I think it's, it's, it's very exciting to see, especially the US government actually paying attention to this and not like 10 years later being like, oh, we need to figure out social, you know, like, which is what they did with social media. So I, I feel um, cautiously optimistic about that. But I do think that it's so important because it is AI is such a powerful tool. Um, and, you know, if you do read some of the like doomsday scenarios, like it can be kind of scary. Like I, I've been playing around with mid journey, which is an AI, a, a text to image, um, AI, uh, company and the images that it creates for me just from a prompt that I give it, like scare me a little bit to be yeah. honest because yeah. <laughs> they're so beautiful and so intricate and that was another thing that was at this conference I listened to. Uh, Brian Fanzo was there and he was talking about how for him, it had released this creative element with the AI that he didn't know he had. And so it was like he was able to start. He used this great phrase, actually. He was like, use uh, please and thank you with AI. And I was like, that's very interesting because he's like, train it to be kind, like train it to be what you want it to be. And so he's like, as he's training it with images and he's training with all these things, he's able to express himself in different ways where he couldn't in a traditional sense. And, you know, he talked a lot about struggling with like ADHD and really helping other kids who had struggled with that. So I think, yeah, to your point, there's a lot of really good stuff, but there's a, some dark stuff that you're like, ah, oh, that's, that's a little like scary. Um, Okay, so I want you to talk a little bit about the product that you created, because I know we've been talking about it with our audience and in our emails, and people have really loved it. So tell us a little bit more about how it can help those who are listening who say, yeah, I'm ready to shorten my time because I am burnt out. Yeah. So just to touch on the point of the guy that you just mentioned, I actually have ADHD and I was diagnosed in the fall of 2020, like during COVID, basically because like all the systems I had sort of put in place um, kind of fell apart because of COVID, you know, because we're all like stuck in our house. And so my, both my sister and brother were diagnosed with ADHD when they were kids and I somehow got missed. I think it's because I'm very systems oriented and I get things done. I don't lose things. So anyway, um, so it has really helped me with my ADHD. And that's another thing that I've, I've really... I've talked about with, with my audience is that, you know, if you have ADHD, this is a game changer. Like you mentioned, like, you know, staring at that like blank page, it like really helps unleash some creativity. To your point, the reason why I wanted to create this course was so I created the workshop in April and it was gangbusters. Like the most, like the most seats I've ever sold in a workshop the most people showed up live for the workshop. I think yeah, two which is amazing a, these days. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Two people that didn't that bought didn't show up, but everybody else that bought showed up, and it was wild. Um, basically, I was like, okay, this is. I need to like go even deeper in this. So I basically decided that I would use them as a beta and give them the course. 
And so I launched the course, I think it was in April. I got it out by the end of May. And basically I created it because I wanted to, one, I wanted to show people how to use ChatGPT um, to the best, like use it in a way that like really benefited them. And then I wanted to show service providers and, and other people that, you know, use that have businesses online, like that create content, how to use ChatGPT to sort of save them time. So I cover things like, you know, I created a tagline with um, ChatGPT. I showed it. I talk about how to create newsletters, how to write SEO blog posts, how to write PETA emails, right? Like when you have like a an uncomfortable email that you need to send a client to a client. And those are things that that I labor over, right? Like, like, especially, you know, I do a lot of we do a lot of project work. And so project scope is like an issue, right with clients, and doesn't mean that they're bad people. But it's just that that happens. It's the nature of humans, like we want to do it all. And so there are times where I have to send an email to a client where I'm like, hey, this is out of scope. But I don't want to offend them. But I also don't want to send them like a wall of text. You know, and so ChatGPT has like really helped me write like concise, professional, sort of like, you know, clear boundaries. Um, so I just kind of put all of this stuff in the course. How do, what else did I put in there? I and mean, there's so much. I mean, that's that right there is amazing. I think everybody <laughs> listening who's ever had to write a hard email is like sold. I'll use it yeah. forever. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what, I mean, there's other stuff in there, like how to boost your creativity, how to determine your voice and tone. But the first part of the the course is how to work with ChatGPT. And one of the things that I've learned is that people often use it like it's search and that's not how you want to use it. So if I can give the audience a tip, and I, I do talk about this in the course, is you really, it's a conversation. People don't realize that they can have a conversation with the bot. Um, that you you say to it like, hey, I want you to help me outline 20 ideas for newsletters and blog posts. Here's here's my, you know, clientele, here are their pain points, you know, have at it. And then it spits out, you know, 20 ideas. And this is actually a real example that I use in the course. So it gave me, you know, 20 examples of like newsletters, subjects to write about. And some of them were good, but some of them were kind of one-on-one. And most of the clients that I work with, they're like us. They've been in business, you know, anywhere between five to like 15 years. They, they've been around the block. They don't want, they don't need basic like business strategy anymore. And so that's what I said to it. I said, these, this is a great start, which is also really helpful to let it know what's working. However, let me give you some more context about my clients. My clients are very successful. They've been in business for at least seven years, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then it spit out 20 more examples and it was mind blowing what it split out. Like, and so that's what I really want to impress upon your audience is that you can really work with it. And what's, (laughs) what's great about like, um, my friend says this, that you don't have to, sometimes when you have ADHD, it's, you kind of just say what's on your mind. Like we can, we can be very straightforward and, you know, when you're telling somebody that something isn't working, like it's kind of rude to just be straight with it. But that's one of the great things about ChatGPT is you can just say, no, this doesn't work. This is what I need you to do. And it does it. There's no like massaging of its ego. (laughs) You just tell it like, hey, this doesn't work. This is what I need. And so that in and of itself is also just a great experience. So I would just really encourage people to, to think of it as a conversation that you go back and forth 
give it context, pay attention to the prompts that do work and save those. So I, in the course, another thing I offer as a bonus is a chat GPT cheat sheet. And it's basically like all of the things that you are commonly going to use, like your voice and tone, your client, your client's pain points, um, you know, and, and then you, you can plug that stuff in over and over again. I'm so excited about that. And it makes, I think mostly as like, especially as people are listening, like, what can you do? What, how can this help you get faster, better, smarter, more creative and, and use it in a way that is, this was part of an article that I read. It said how to make AI additive instead of addictive. I just read that. It was from the CEO of of Pinterest, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like I loved that phrase. I was like, okay, I know they're they're really experimenting with a lot. We just got access to some things behind the scenes that just to to play with it. And I think that I love that phrase. Additive instead yeah, of addictive. So and good. I think that is what we've learned over the last 20 years, right? Like this can create something very addictive, very harmful, but there's a way for it to be additive. And I think also the generations are going to have to grapple with how we use it as well, like, or how we approach it or what we use it for. I mean, I'm sure my kids are going to have a totally different view of it than I have of it or, you know, any of those things. So I'm, I'm really excited. And, you know, just for listeners to kind of know behind the scenes, like you and I, you know, crossed paths a long time ago, but kind of recrossed paths on LinkedIn because mm-hmm. I started using yep. it more. And when I, I saw you, so you're there. I know it's been so fun, actually. And it's been such a, I will say like LinkedIn lately has felt like an additive. It hasn't felt addictive. It's felt really um, supportive and very much something that feels like a resource instead of something that feels labor intensive which is kind of how I feel about like Instagram, right? Like it's not really adding anything to my life. It's just me consuming thousands of people's stories that I really don't need to consume or have in my brain. Whereas when it's LinkedIn, it's like I get to see not only updates, but what people are working on. And that's how I saw that you were working on this. And I was like, oh, this is perfect for our audience. Like I want to be an affiliate. Like like, (laughs) let me send you all the people's. I know you as an affiliate has been amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. And and really, truly, I think there's this negative connotation of affiliate sometimes. But I think when I think of affiliate, I think I know I have an audience that can use this and that it'll make their life better. And if there's that side bonus of, you know, the financial kickback, that's great, right? Obviously, that's kind of in the world that we work, right? It's right. a business. Yeah. But it's like, that's who I want to support. Like, I want to support somebody who has these aha moments that says, this is going to make things better. And I want you all to make this um, something that's super helpful in your business and not help you be or not have you be burnt out. And so, yeah, I love that. I just messaged you and I was like, okay, tell me, tell me all the things and then we'll do it. (laughs) And our team has loved it too. And I think as a business who has leveraged affiliate marketing, that's super important to me. Like as an affiliate for somebody that where I send them, it's awesome. Yeah, same. Right? I'm the same way. I Yeah. Like, so another meta thing. So when you, I knew that I wanted to do affiliates for this course because I bought Thrivecart specifically for that. And I've started doing affiliate marketing for, for some people because I really believe in what they do, right? 
Um, and so why not get paid for it? And I, I hear your, I hear what you're saying about some people are like, oh, affiliate. I really think that that is changing. Like the kids coming up today, the creators, they're all about affiliates. But anyway, to your point, when you hit me up on LinkedIn, I was like, I ran to chat GPT and I was like, help me figure out how to set up an affiliate marketing like campaign. Like, what do I need to get together? Like, what do I, and it gave me everything. It told me everything, email, swipe copy, like, you know, I mean, I, I've helped clients do this in the past, but I like wanted a, a basic roadmap of like, what do I tell me what to do? And so that was another thing. I need I need to add that to the course. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's um, genius too, because that shows, I would say, as somebody who's been in that seat many times, is let's say somebody did the same thing to me and they asked me, hey, can I be an affiliate? And we didn't have anything set up. I either freeze and I don't know what to do, or I completely go headfirst into it, forsaking all other things that I was working on that were really important. And then I end up spinning and feeling that feeling of burned out again. Like, oh my gosh, like it's, it is so important and I value it so much and I want to get this, but now I have three burning fires instead of the one I had before. And I, I don't know what to do with it. And you came up with a quick solution that said, just tell me how to do this. And it's like, okay, I'll tell you how to do it. I got it to you in 48 hours. Yeah. Set it up. Like it was. So, I mean, that's, those are the things. And, and also what you were saying about like additive, like, you know, I think when, when I first started my business, all I wanted to do was work, right? Like the whole hustle culture was really big back in 2012. And I was like, you know, love, like work was my identity, right? Okay. Well, 11 years later, it's very different, right? That, so that's how I'm thinking about ChatGPT is like, I want to, I want to be happy in my business, but I also want time off. I want to, close my laptop at 3pm and not have to think about my computer, my computer, anything until when I get up in the morning. And so that's another way that ChatGPT is really helping me. It's helping me do things quicker. Um, and to the point about like creativity, I can take, you know, I took the, the, the outline of how to create an affiliate and I created this beautiful um, affiliate hub in Notion, you know, that I like made it look really pretty put all these links in it. Um, and, you know, so, so I think that that's another thing to focus on is it gives you, it saves you time, but it also gives you the space to be creative, like to free up that stress, right? Where you can like, you're actually inspired to create again. Yeah. And you can make things pretty and you can make things what you want them to be because you're not so caught in the weeds of the tech. And that for me is a huge uh, the steps of the tech that it's like remembering what to do and remembering when to do it and what order has just felt so exhausting. I think as we've come up, as we've grown up with a lot of these tools too, as well, we've been early adopters to a lot of different tools. We've seen them change. We've seen them iterate. And then another tool comes along and you're like, well, should I go to that one? But I started with this one and it's this back and forth stuff. And now it's less about the tool that you use and more about chat GPT being the main tool. And then you can overlay it into whatever, which is nice. That's also one of one of the reasons why. So I think that the chat GPT course that I created is actually very complementary to what we do. Like I, one of the things I do for people is a tech audit. Like I help them figure out what's the tech they need. I help them streamline, you know, their, their onboarding 
And so this is just another, like the sales page actually says, oh my God, another tool that I have to learn. And like, that's, that's what the course is about. It's like, hey, I'm going to tell you just like high level stuff that you need to know so you can get started immediately. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I'm so excited that one, LinkedIn had us cross paths again. Two, you created this and you're putting it out into the world for people who really need to let some air out of the burnout balloon and really need to continue on their business because they do have a gift. They do have a strength and they have something to offer the world. And now you're helping that be released in a really cool way. So thank you for that. I'm so privileged and honored I get to share that with my audience. And we will put a link in the show notes below. So in your podcast app, just scroll down and you will see it. Or you can go, of course, to simplepinmedia.com slash 339 and we'll have it there too as well. So Megan, is there any last minute thoughts, tips, encouragement, anything left that you think you'd like the listener to know just about this whole shift in culture, I guess, to chat GPT? I guess to bring it sort of full circle from where we started is that I think that it's very easy to be cynical about this stuff and to decide, oh, I'm going to opt out. But the the one of the things that I hear a lot from people is like, oh, I'm going to opt out of AI. I'm not going to do it. Well, actually, AI is all around us. It's in our Netflix. It's in Amazon. It's in Pinterest, right? Pinterest serves us things. So what I would say is fight that that urge to be cynical and defensive and really explore it because it really is a game-changing tool. And I hear that from everybody that's like, you know what? I wasn't going to use... Like, I had the exact same experience. People say, I'm, I wasn't going to use it. And then I tried it and my mind is literally blown. So I just encourage people to really just try to get curious, see how it can help you, give it a shot. And if you hate it, you can never use it again. But you know, it, it, has, it will really help you if you're an online business owner. So I encourage people to check it out for sure. I love that tip of encouragement because it is easy to bury your head in the sand and say, I am done and never look there again. But it could be something that is really good and really helpful. So don't like it. Don't use it. But I think the funny part about that is you're actually already using it. <laughs> like, right. It's already yes. there. You don't have yep. to like choose. You're just basically choosing. I'm not going to use chat GPT. But AI is everywhere else. So yes, there it's going to be very hard. It's going to be very hard to avoid it. And, you know, I will say just one last thing, like I had a lot of people way back say, Oh, I'm not going to use social media. And it actually really hurt them. You know, then they ended up coming around to it. But by then it was like, not that it was, it's never too late to get on social media. But they really kind of missed a wave. And I would hate for that to happen to anybody. I really want us all to win. And I want to see people using tools that are going to save them time so they can spend time doing whatever it is they want with their family, you know, outside reading, you know, I like to knit, you know, (laughs) yeah. Mm -hmm. so just to get your time back for sure. Well, Megan, thank you so much for being with us today. It has been such a joy to chat with you about this. I am excited. I'm excited to dive into your course too as well. I haven't had a chance to do it yet, but I've heard amazing things about it. And of course, you've been talking about it. And I, my mind is actually brimming with so many different ideas <laughs> that I'm like, okay, I got to like carve out some time for this. But thank you again for joining us today. I really, really loved our conversation. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. It's just, you know, you're such a delight. And I, yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. 